Joining me on the show today are four of the cast of Matthew Riley's Ice Station Live. That's the project that's next for Preacher's Podcast online and on stage. We discuss the project and their acting careers. Stay tuned for this exciting December podcast. Hello and welcome to Benjamin May McKay's Talk To Me, the December edition of the podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin May McKay, and joining me on the show today are some very special people. Now, earlier in the year, we made the announcement that alongside Matthew Riley, I'm adapting his novel Ice Station into an audio drama, and the project's going to be piloted with a live reading during the Adelaide Fringe Festival. Now, four of the exceptionally talented actors who play roles in the show are joining me today to have a discussion about the show. But before we hear from the cast, here's a message from Australia's number one best-selling author, Matthew Riley. Hi there, I'm Matthew Riley, author of Ice Station, Seven Ancient Wonders and the Great Zoo of China. I'm very pleased to announce that Benjamin Mayo Mackey of Preacher's Podcast, online and on stage, is adapting my novel Ice Station into an audio drama, the first three parts of which will be performed live at the Adelaide Fringe Festival next year. Uh, keep your eyes open here uh, for more details. Uh, it's time to bring Ice Station to life. Welcome to the show and thank you for joining me today. I've got some wonderful actors with me here today. I'm directing them all in our upcoming production of Matthew Riley's Ice Station Live. Now we've got four people, the most we've ever had on at once in this podcast. So you can go around, introduce yourselves and state the character you're playing. Oh, good. Um, I'm Jennifer Barry and I play Kirsty Hensley. I'm Mary Angley and I play Elizabeth Gatt. I'm Josh Mench and I play Scarecrow. I'm Scott Reynolds, and I play Rebound. I love how much you delved into who your character was there. It was really, really good. <laughs> I enjoyed that analysis of telling everyone who you really were. Do you want to go for I another know. round? I'm not going to go for another <laughs> round. Oh, no, I feel like I could introduce we- myself better than <laughs> Wikipedia exists for that exact purpose. We're not on Wikipedia. <laughs> the characters not, are. The characters. <laughs> <laughs> everything's about you, Jenny. Now, what would you say inspired you to work in the performing arts? Oh, can I go first? You can yeah, go sure. first. Um, well, it's a weird story, um, but it's 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 the reasoning. I was I was four years old, um, and I was at kindergarten, and um, it was about this time of year, uh, Novemberish, end of you know December, um, and they were doing some sort of like Christmassy show with all the kids, and um, uh, one of the staff members came up to me and was like, "So all the kids will be dressed as." Um, reindeer and uh, someone will be dressed as Santa and we were wondering if, if you would like to be the one Rudolph and I'm four years old and this goes straight to my head <laughs> I'm like yes I would like to be Rudolph do I get a nose? And like, of course you get a nose like, excellent <laughs> fantastic I love the fact you had conditions. Yeah, no, so I already had a yeah. rider formed at that point. I didn't even know. I mean, Josh was agent to do. at that point. Yeah, yeah. Make sure that that he, was. He all demanded a handful of Starburst mm. as well, <laughs> and at least uh, you know two two glasses of Just apple yeah. juice at every lunch from that that point on. But yeah, the, I don't know. It was something about being the one that stood out in front of all these kids wearing the same coloured noses, and I had the one red one. It was like, yeah. I could probably do this, and I haven't really looked back in um, 16 years, so uh, that's what inspired me, being a show-off, really. It's a beautiful story. Yeah, I, I know. It's a truly touching story, really tugs the heartstrings at this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah go get in the spirit of things. Oh, oh, you follow you, that, I don't oh, want to follow that. Well, mine's sort of like that, but I was a really shy kid, like, super shy, 
Very um, hard to believe now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but around year eight, so I was 13, I started becoming the class clown. And everyone laughed at me. And boy, did that feel good. <laughs> so I was like, what sort of uh, profession could I continue this in? Not a lawyer. <laughs> Not a lawyer. Did you consider politician, though? I mean, people... uh, oh. See, people laugh at me for a different reason if I was a politician. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, performing arts. That could work. And the rest is history. Who's next? He <laughs> <laughs> looks wistfully off into the distance. Yeah. Yeah. Rainbow uh, in the That's like a Hallmark <laughs> moment. That was gorgeous. Yeah, thank you. And that's the Lifetime original movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh! That could be our next project together. Yeah. <laughs> Your origin story. Yes. <laughs> Probably the first kid that laughs at you before you tell jokes. And you're wearing yeah, the nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It'll be a crossover. <laughs> We've already got a shared universe. <laughs> Do the timelines match up? No, it's, no. it's a shambles. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I did ballet as a kid. I was sort of like, mummy, I want to be a ballerina. And um, I was pretty good for a little while. I like played some cool roles like the witch and Hansel and Gretel and the ugly duckling, duckling in the ugly duckling. Um, but that stopped working when we started going on point shoes because I was very tall, quite a chubby kid. So I kind of had to remove the dancing part of it and I was kind of left with just the acting. And so I just kind of kept going with that. And the rest is history. History. (laughs) It looks off wistfully into the distance. Oh, we're going to me now. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the end of my story. I was looking wistfully. Oh. It sounded like such a pleasant place to be. <laughs> wanted to be there. Um, uh, my performing arts uh, started more in the music side of things. Um, again, back at sort of primary school and those kind of ages where most of these origin stories have started. <laughs> um, but yes, for some reason, I, um, I don't know, I must have had a good falsetto or something in my voice because I always used to be cast as the girl <laughs> in, in the musical or in, yes. the, in the play because... Because I was at an, uh, an all-boys school, so there weren't any girls to select from. So somebody had to be that person. So that's where, that's where my performance started, as, as playing someone from a slightly different gender. Um, very Shakespearean. Yeah, very very Shakespearean, yes. Um, unfortunately, yeah, Shakespeare would not have been proud. But <laughs> you, know. you don't know that. <laughs> that's right. We'll, we'll address that in a, in a later origin story. <laughs> that's the prequel. Yeah. Correct, yeah, we'll, we'll go there first. Um, but from there, uh, I decided that I rather liked the combination of music and drama. So I, I have done musical theatre ever since because that's a nice combination of the two of those. Um, so this show in particular is actually the first show that I've done where there has been no music and there has been no singing. Um, so this is a real acting show, um, which, is, which is a nice change because um, it means that there's a lot more of that focus on, on the character and the actual delivery of the, of the dialogue and, and less about the, you know, the... The, song and dance? Yeah, the song and dance, I guess. I was going to say the, the dance moves, but there's not many of them happening either. So, <laughs> yeah. so unlike Mary's ballerina training, <laughs> yeah. I, I class myself as a mover and definitely not as a dancer. Um, yeah, I can relate but, to that. But yes, so it sounds like we all started in very similar yeah. <laughs> positions, really, as, as children. Um, <laughs> yeah. Most um, people do start uh, as children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. You yeah, hadn't thought about that before. That's very scary. Well, yeah, now you did mention this specific project and how it's a bit of a change for you, but it is a fairly unique project in the fact that it's a live reading of an audio drama. So what attracted you all to 
come and do this with me and Matthew Riley. Well, the, <laughs> the second name you said. <laughs> uh, well, the only name you said, because me's not a name. Um, but Matthew Riley, were a huge, ridiculously huge fan of his books all throughout high school. Like, I think the first one I picked up was Hell Island, and it just sucked me into this weird, crazy, ultra-action-packed, just visually, like, imagination going... I know this is a podcast, but my hands are doing things. They really, really, really are. Made me think about all these ridiculous possibilities. And then I picked up his other series, um, uh, Seven Ancient Wonders, and read all of those. And just the, the fact that there was anything to do with Matthew Riley's books and that I could be a part of it was just like, holy moly, the world is awesome. And so I threw myself in the direction of the project and landed... Okay, in your scarecrow, you landed yeah. better than okay. I actually wanted one of the smaller parts, but auditioned for the large one so I could then drop because I didn't think I yeah. did it and then drop down to the, and yeah. then yeah. <sighs> now he's number one on the call sheet, and everybody everyone hates me. Yeah, so pretty much. Yeah. Trying to get your role. Well, you know, it's understandable <clears throat> when someone's this fantastic. If they're not hated, it, it, it's it's not fair. Oh, it's true. No, it yeah. Doesn't. No, it's not. Yeah, it's exactly. Fair. It's part of the course. Oh. And um, so <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking for a bit. Someone else <coughs> drink your water. It. How are we gonna top that? Yeah, we can't. By editing yeah, that. <laughs> By answering truthfully, I think is is, is All the right, way to top Truthfully, yeah. I got involved because you asked me to. That's to a, audition. That, that's a very truthful statement. And I edited that out. <laughs> and I worked with you before and too. I liked working with you. Thank and you. I told all my friends, Oh yeah, it's Ice Station. Matthew Riley's Ice Station? Yes. Oh, you have to do it. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it, and then... Wasn't your dad quite excited, I think? My dad was super excited. This was going to be is. my story. I was going to say because my dad was excited. If you want, I can break it up for you yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so that it won't seem like the same story. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Okay, here you go. So, so I got involved <laughs> in the project <laughs> for a completely different reason. Um, I have not read any of Matthew Riley's books, um, so it was not because of the book for me at all. It was just because of the sort of radio play, audio drama style concept um, that I've been a big fan of but have never been involved in. So the opportunity to be involved in something like that was actually enough for me to go, yep, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get involved in this one. Um, and then later learning, um, you know, what a great story and script it's based on, you know, uh, that's added bonuses, I guess. Um, but yeah, so this is more about the, the performance style and the media rather than the story itself, you know, like the other two stories over here. So, yeah, something, something a bit different, I think. I'm so yeah. good at these answers. <laughs> I just feel like a silly fanboy. <laughs> you are. I know. <laughs> um, so I'd worked with Ben in a previous production, which was very, very different. We were doing Irish accents, and yeah. I was beating him up. Um, rather than being beaten up like myself. I, yeah. I like Can you demonstrate either of those? Um, maybe later. Okay. I don't know if it'll come across in the podcast. Oh, it will. Yeah, you're right. We won't be able to hear <laughs> the them. You could just scream for a while. Oh, well. Anyway, so from me pulling his hair and like punching him in the arm all the time and doing an Irish accent, Ben somehow decided that I would be great for this completely different role 
as a love interest and also a fighter, I guess, and an American accent. So I'm not sure what the connection was, but I was asked to audition, which was very exciting. Um, it was kind of weird auditioning for someone who I'd just been like punching in the face. Like, kind of like, ooh, is that going to affect my chances? Um, but he asked me to audition and yes, I did go to my dad like, hey, have you heard of this book? And my dad is a very sensible man. He's sort of a man of few words, but he just like lost his shit over Matthew Riley. And he's like, I have a copy right here. And I was like, okay, I'll read it. Um, and yes, yeah, so I just got very, very excited about that. Um, just kind of through my dad's sort of infectious excitement. And yeah, yeah, I've um, enjoyed it ever since. Thank you. The connection was the talent, by the way, as opposed to the accent. Oh, thank you. Didn't sit there Aww. looking at the accent going, Irish, this is going to work for Fox. <laughs> Irish accent is so bad, it sounds American. <laughs> oh, dear. Now, for our listeners that don't know, would you be able to explain what an audio drama is and how it's different to an audio book? Well, the cast size, for one, uh, usually audio books are just read by one person reading all the narration and the every, every, just the book, simply reading you the book, whereas this is, well, you've, it, it's someone else take this now because I think I've done a good job of the first right, one. Right, halfway yeah. there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's, it's multiple people reading those parts and rather than having a sound effect described as it would be described in a book, you actually have that sound effect. And so I think it has the potential to be a lot more immersive and sort of less sort of like brush strokes, if you will, like you're actually experiencing it rather than being told how to experience it. Cinema for the ears. Cinema for the ears. Yeah. Experience. Experience is the word, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the key word. Um, so yeah, sound effects, full cast, you know, and, and in the sense that it's not just the book that's being read out, like it's been adapted to be an audio drama, mm-hmm. um, especially in this book's case because there was there's not heaps of, of sort of inter-character dialogue um, and so the script actually had to be adapted um, and take that sort of, you know, internal brain monologue and convert that into dialogue between characters. So it's the same story um, and if you've read the book, you will know, you know, exactly what's going to happen there you know there are no surprises along the way in that sense um but a very different experience overall to someone just reading the book out i'd say um but yeah that all, all that put together is just you know experiential and i think, I that think. It, yeah, yeah. that's part of the experience yeah. how the characters interact, act, oh, interact and, and, and view as mm. actors i mean directing these different characters and how those characters interact they interact and uh, and and although it's just like although it's just an audio drama there's heaps of interaction between the characters mm, like there's you know there's not not any movement on stage but even sitting at a table, there's heaps of inter- character interaction, which like just makes this what it is. Mm. You know, without that kind of rapport and without those interactions, this would fall flat on its face. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think mm. something that uh, you know, an audio read of a book can never get across because there's only one person. So it's it's always going to seem flat compared to something like this, which is got that level of energy and it's explosive, got that explosive yeah think. I, that's a girl that's mm. another good one yeah explosive that's appropriate in this should make a list of yeah, it yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. let's explosive now as we've briefly discussed there aren't going to be some live readings in the adelaide fringe festival now what are the advantages of coming to see these as opposed to listening to the audio drama a couple months later getting to like really see the process up on stage, you know, rather than just getting the finished product, kind of seeing, I don't know, I, I don't know about every, all of the cast, but I do different faces and gesticulate and stuff yeah. and, you know, help the character. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think as an audience seeing this group of people 
inhabiting the characters on stage is just, you know, an extra bit of atmosphere and you know, level of immersion there because it's like, oh, these people are all in it. I can mm. see them in it. I'm not just listening to them being in it. I can actually see that they're all in this project and living this. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to close my eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think also the yeah. audio drama is an interesting medium in and of itself just for how it sort of works and how it sort of exists sort of between sort of cinema or theatre and between like a book or just like sound recording. And I think it'd be interesting to actually see what it looks like visually and sort of see kind of almost behind the scenes there. So I'm interested mm. to see what it's going to yeah. look like. Yeah. But I mean, even if you've listened to an audio drama, you may never have seen how one's put together mm. and all the elements that are coming together. So let, let alone all the actual acting that you would miss out on by not being there, which mm. I think yeah. is a, a huge thing. Um, I mean, hopefully you'd be able to still hear those emotions in the voice. Um, but yeah, I think the, I think the, the actions and the facial expressions and things like that are going to add a whole lot to it. But yeah, I think it's just about the process of, this is how 12 people sit down and essentially record this script or, or act out this it's script. Like getting a sneak peek. Almost. Yeah. Because yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was even going to say, like, um, even though mm. I'm a 25-year-old playing a 12-year-old, I'm in my head, I'm her. And, like, I sort of, when she's sad, I sort of slouch my shoulders and you try and become that character still. You bring that physicality Exactly, the yeah. And, um, yeah, it's kind of awesome that people get to see that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Also, the, you know, the joys of live theatre as well. Oh, you know, yeah, exactly. Things go wrong oh, exactly. and it's yeah. fun to see what happens. <laughs> no, yeah, I have anything you know. to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, there's, there's a whole range of, of, of additional benefits from, from getting to see it live. I mean, hopefully, you know, it's the same audio experience either way. So mm. if you can't get to see it live, then, you know, that's okay too. But yeah, yeah I, think, I think all of us would agree that there's, there's heaps to be gained from, from coming to see it performed live. Um, yeah. Mm. And as performers, do you think it's easier to perform it live or to do it in the studio? I prefer it live just because you've only got that one chance to get it right. In yeah, a studio, you can, yeah. Yeah, yeah you've, you know you've got a backup. And you, and you probably will be doing it over and over. Exactly. You know, and so it's, it's a different environment. Mm. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, even though you're reading the same lines and trying to get the same emotion... And you yeah. just can't beat the energy you get from a, yeah. from yeah. a live audience. Yeah. Yeah. There's just no synthetic sort of um, alternative for a, an audience of people looking at you and hanging off what you're saying. Like, there's, mm. that energy yeah. is incomparable. Mm. And yeah. the audience is going to be different every night. Yeah. yeah. So someone might find something funny that another person might not have yeah. the night before. Yeah. And and getting to get those reactions live mm. then is, you know, that's good feedback for you as an actor to say, mm. oh, this is making a difference. Yeah. This is actually having an impact on someone. Whereas in the studio, you don't have that opportunity because you're there with yourself or the other people who are in the scene mm. um, and the technician outside and, and, and that's it really. So, um, yeah, I think, I think there's... It's much more exciting and, and, you know, thrilling to do it live, to do it, you know, in front of an audience, absolutely. Mm, so hopefully that's convincing everyone to come and buy tickets. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, obviously, audio dramas have been around for a very long time. Do you think they still have a place in today's visually driven society? Mary? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was really excited about this question. Um, I've been thinking about it for a while, just ever since we started doing the audio drama. I've been thinking about how it differs from a film version. Um, I think it's because it has kind of all the benefits you would associate with a book, which is that you're given a text and 
you're sort of given it and you're not told what everything looks like and you're sort of given the framework and you fill in everything yourself so you have that control over it you have that sort of imaginative engagement which I think is really really amazing I love books for that reason and then sort of film is completely different where you have all these sort of amazing things created for you and there's sort of more tension you can have music and you can build atmosphere and you can add just other dimensions to it I think what the audio drama does is it takes that sort of framework and the ability for you to sort of fill in your own entire world but also it gives you the potential to have sort of sound effects and music and sort of actual actors acting it out possibly better than you would in your own head so I think it sort of brings the those worlds together and it gives you the best of those things I think I'm surprised we don't have more of it really I think it definitely has a place in this world and there are a lot of benefits to it I think it's going to be really amazing Ditto. Plus, <laughs> plus all of that you can you can put it on your your portable device uh, and take it wherever you like yeah. and you can listen to an audio drama in the car on the plane whatever you know on the you bus know, on, on the, the bus, bus. while you know, you're walking while you know while you're out running about where you can't watch a movie um, yeah. or you can't do that you can't read a book while you're really, doing the shopping well, absolutely yeah absolutely. possibilities are literally oh, no. endless should we list off a few more what other places um, could you bowling bowling, bowling. bowling. great Ten you're bowling. cleaning absolutely. the house uh, cleaning the house excellent yeah. yes yeah. Yeah, it's all, all fantastic options. All right. but, but to bring it back to the question, <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. I mean, audio dramas definitely have a place um, in society. Um, and what Mary said is exactly on point. That's, that's really it's the, the reason behind it. Yeah. It's you know, it's, it's kind of like it's that ability for you to take that book and make your own interpretation and not be dictated what it's going to look like and what the characters are going you know, mm. to be like and give you that flexibility to experience it and, and sort of fill in those blanks and yeah no that's that's the summary I think see <laughs> uh, Mary's answer I think yeah. <laughs> no, no, anybody as, else <laughs> now as cast members what would you say is the most enjoyable part of working on a project like this first and foremost these guys yeah oh, I was going to say the biscuits the biscuits TikToks thank you Arnett <laughs> Well, no, this, free <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by. Uh, <laughs> I think we need no, to explain what a, a TikTok biscuit yeah, is we? as well, though. Probably for okay. the rest okay. of the It's a biscuit with icings. Yeah, and, and, and on the a other clock side, on the back, yeah. and, and they you, all have different times on them. Well, I totally agree with Jenny. Um, it, working with the cast is by far the best part of this project. I, everyone is just a unique ball of energy and brings something completely different to the table. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like we're all quite complimentary to each other we've been rehearsing for what two three months already now yeah, yeah. and um there this is only four or five including myself of the of the 12 cast members oh. and there is and such it, a, and oh. it's exponential when when people get together oh, and yeah. I, I should just clarify the biscuits that's a running joke the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I do love the biscuits but the show that, that, would that not be joke. possible without a hearty handful so, of monte carlos so just for, just for the record I agree with these two. (laughs) (laughs) But the biscuits are more important. (laughs) Now, how have you gone about building your characters, especially seeing these as such well-known and and loved by a lot of people? I mean, we we were at the Supernova convention the other week, and Matthew Rally has some really dedicated fans who Mm. absolutely love the characters. Absolutely. So how do do you go about creating and and building up these, these iconic figures? Well, I, having read the books throughout high school, always had like a vague idea of this man this you know kind of more like a presence in the books he's just kind of like this driving force through all of them um 
and well, in my mind immediately was like this this hardened gruff kind of no bullshit let's just get the fucking job done like <laughs> at the end of the day everyone's gonna be okay because I'm fucking here guys and, and, and so the deep growly voice just kind of um yeah, you want to give you want to give the audience some of your deep, lovely <laughs> voice. Are you able to do it on, on cue? I can try. We can edit what? it out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leave a gap of silence before and after. No, just the sound to be like that was amazing. What, what should I say? Give me a line. <laughs> yeah, you got your scri- somebody, somebody your script. Somebody give Josh oh. a script. And, um, and and to to fill in to fill in for the the listener who is not getting the visual experience, uh, jo- Josh's <laughs> script is the size of the table. Oh, it really is. Um, it's look, I could have bought legs for it, but you know that you was know twenty dollars. There, there are three people Leo, required to yeah, flip pages. Leo and Kate could have both shit on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he couldn't. There's a hole in it. <laughs> uh, there's so many fantastic lines, but I, I'm pretty sure one of my favorites is just the the French have just turned Ice Station into a battlefield. It's probably my favorite. <laughs> trailer. Um, yeah, trailer yeah, line. yeah. Trailer it's line. definitely the trailer. The, the line. end of part one. Or, yeah. Um, oh, well, that's the, the story so far. I know you <laughs> like doing that one. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's the story <laughs> so far. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, Josh, Josh won't be allowed to make the sound effect. No. Yeah. Um, Which for obvious is reasons. A very heated topic of discussion. <laughs> yeah, I, I spent uh, many hours of my life developing the sound. <laughs> days. I haven't left the house in six months. Uh, <laughs> so back to building up your character. Oh, yes. Oh, the, uh, question, yeah. the actual question that was asked. Oh, yeah. Mm. I feel like I, I took a lot of inspiration from um, Duke Nukem. Oh so, yes! Uh, favorite uh, video yes. uh, game character from my childhood. It's just a cigar chomping, no nonsense, crew cut, Bo-ray. machine gun. Yeah. Let's do this kind of dude, and yeah, kind of just chiseled away. So that's the physicality, I suppose. You see it when you're picturing Scarecrow, that's who you put in your head. That sort of. That cigar I feel like he's not character. as muscly. I feel like he's a bit leaner and like quicker mm. and less slimy. <laughs> Uh, unless probably a lot less of a pervert than uh, yeah. Duke Nukem. But, yeah, more or less. Yeah. 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 <laughs> See, I've got an added bonus because I was 12 once. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm See? yet to be in my 50s. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like being 12? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty much what I am now. Okay. Even yeah. physically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still five foot nothing. Chubby cheeks. <laughs> but and that's why you continue to play children in all, yes. all of the shows. The only real <laughs> difference is um, that I had to look up is that I'm not a very super-minded mathematician. Not a genius. kid's crazy smart. It's the only reason you got the role. You tell me you're a genius. Oh! Oh, God. Oh. Guys, my cover's been blown! We're about to hear a live recasting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, you mentioned about your falsetto earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was easy. <laughs> yeah. See, Jenny. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Mary? I mean, Me. Fox is a very central character to yeah. the series as well as this novel. So. Well, when I, I was sort of telling my friends about how I'd gotten this role, and most of the guys I told admitted that at some point they'd had a crush on her, like yeah. as a literary character, even though there were no visuals of her. And so that was kind of like, oh, okay. Um, so I sort of spoke to them about that and sort of how they pictured her. But then I sort of also had to go away and like do my own character development because their sort of perception of her... Sort of wasn't quite 
rounded right. enough. Yeah. So um, I think what I like most about the character is that she's she's gone and she's got this huge backstory and so she has this anger that sort of comes out from her but she's still very soft and she's sort of very very strong without being masculine so I think she's a really really lovely feminine character but still with a lot of complexity so I suppose yeah a lot of sort of going back to that backstory and thinking about sort of what her motivations are going to be but also we have a lot of dialogue between each other and so just as we've been rehearsing it's sort of the characters sort of built up and sort of finding those relationships I think that's another good thing about having an audio drama is that you have people talking to each other and so you have like fully developed characters emerging and people understand the relationship that exists between each of these characters so yeah it's kind of been an ongoing process and some of it I've done on my own and some of it I've done by reading the book and some of it just by working with other people and finding out what those relationships are mm. that, that's a very detailed thank much, you much, <laughs> much better than Josh's ever get arts degree talking about <laughs> what, about, what about you Scott great. how was how the, uh, the rebound it. character developed um Look, so Rebound's got a bit of backstory that, that comes out throughout the script itself, um, but he, he's not really, you know, there's not a lot given away about his character, um, so I had to sort of take it upon myself to to give him more of that backstory to make him feel like a real character. Um, so I I essentially invented him a, you know, a more specific background story and, um, and a, you know, gave a reason as to why he was involved with the team um you know heading towards the ice station and those bits and pieces um although although rebound does play you know he's got a lot of involvement in a lot of the activities yeah there's there's not as much time and energy put into his background character development in the novels um so there's there's a lot to be filled in so kind of similar to to what mary had to do um, in terms of uh, putting things together for her character, um, it's a it's a very similar kind of story. Um, but there was, uh, you know, like for example, a, a couple of little um, funny anecdotes um, that I came across. Things like, I mean, Rebound's real name is is Robert Simmons, um, and and his nickname Rebound um, came from his sort of you know squad members, um, and it was uh, because of his sort of lack of success uh, on the dating scene. Um, <laughs> Something which Scott can relate to so- personally. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Let's not pull punches here. Um, um, <laughs> that was quite harsh. <laughs> and completely unfounded. I'll have you know. <laughs> no, let's. Um, uh, but that 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 kind of those little sort of anecdotes let you, you know, just take that and go right. I can kind of explain why he says some of the things that he says and why he's got this kind of attitude and, um, and, and why those things come across in the way that they did. So it's just about piecing those things together like you would for any, you know, drama, for mm. any play, um, and building that character up in your mind so that you can embody that character um, and, and answer questions and, and get into it and, and deliver those lines in the way that that, that person would do. Sure. Now, is there any additional pressure on you as actors seeing this as A, such an iconic work and B, something that the author is behind and supporting and involved in on quite a a big level? Not in the slightest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Yeah, that's where Josh is fangirling. Yeah, sort of comes in. (laughs) Um, Yes. Constantly having stress dreams about this. Um, Purely because (laughs) I I would be very annoyed at all of us if we stuffed it up. From a fan's perspective, <laughs> so being both in the project... And that's and why we've been rehearsing for three months or yes. yeah. <laughs> two more there's, there's little to no chance of this not going well, but, you know, anxiety is fun, and you worry about everything. And as uh, this, this project is awesome, 
There's pressure. There's yes. Sorry, is, uh, <laughs> is, is your dream like, or you're running away and there's a killer whale chasing you? Or is it Matthew Riley chasing you? With a Riding killer, a killer riding whale. Riding a killer whale. Oh, oh my God. And this is, this is how everyone Did I tell you guys about internet, these internet, dreams? Right? <laughs> uh, internet, if we can just meme this. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Photoshop there's, there's, that. There's at least Photoshop five that. million of you. Please have Matthew Riley riding a killer whale. After Josh. After Josh. Yeah. So what about the rest of you? Like Mary and Scott, you're not, you know, huge fans the same way Josh is. So is there still... No one's a fan of you. And I should clarify, I'm I'm not... A fan in the same way that Josh is. I have not read the book, so I, you know, I. Mm. That's the reason. It's it's not because I. Oh, no. Don't like the work, cool. so yeah. so I, I can aspire to be you know um, fangirl oh, you like Josh. That's a pretty lofty level, yeah. um, but sure, there's there's definitely additional pressure um, because it's got such a huge following. Um, there are lots of. I was going to say fangirls, but that's probably not. Probably fanboys as well. Fan, yeah. Fanboys and girls would be a lot more of fans. Fans. In general, that's, just, mm. that's generic. I like that. Yeah. So a lot of fans Generally out there. Generally, the accepted term. Mm, that's fair. Um, <laughs> who are who are very passionate about Matthew Riley's work and this book in particular. Um, he's still in the in the top hundred uh, of all time, and Matthew Riley is Australia's number one best-selling author. Which is yeah, yeah, which is a pretty incredible amount of pressure to to be performing <laughs> something. <laughs> With that kind of following behind it. So sure, um, you know, there's been a lot of work on everyone's part to ensure that the show is uh, true to the book, mm. even although it's had additional dialogue put in where necessary to make sure that those characters can get their points across and they can have the interactions that they need to. All right, well, uh, well what advice would you offer to anyone looking to work in the performance industry? I think we were talking about this when we went for a walk yesterday. We said, don't. There's already not enough jobs for us. Yeah, that's Don't exactly. do it. That, that is what we yeah, said. Yeah, leave some for us. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a pretty good answer. <laughs> so the consensus is don't do it. Don't like dust it. <laughs> it's I'm been done. Sure, sure. I think we need to get No, rubbish. No, yeah. um, Probably. Uh, Let's answer that. Just keep on trying. <laughs> yeah. But there's really no other advice. Like, just keep practicing what you want to be good at. Just keep trying. Apply for things. Apply yourself to the the schools of the performing arts that you're most interested in, and just keep on meet, network, learn things from people. Don't close yourself off and be like, "I'm the only one that can do this. I'm gonna follow no. this." Just... And I mean, I, I'm just gonna interject. There. Yeah, Everyone yeah. you meet will have additional skills they can somehow offer you. We've got a cast of 12 here, all who are amazingly talented and can help in some other way. Like, you know, we've got... Scott is a web designer and has more technological experience and the rest of us put together and he designed the website which you can visit iStationLive.com Harping back to the actual question mm. um, back to what Josh was saying I totally agree you just gotta get out there and do theatre um, and and like there's lots of opportunities for training no matter where you are in the world there's all kinds of different levels of training you know you can do short courses you could do a uh, a degree course, course. <laughs> yeah. that's a good opposite. A medium I mean, level you don't even need to do a course to right. get involved. There's there's community theatre and, and mm -hmm. amateur theatre that happens and, and everywhere. I have to say the all the time of those community and amateur theatre groups is consistently getting oh, higher and higher. Absolutely, and, higher. and because because it's amateur and, and nobody's getting paid to do it, 
it means that everybody is there because they're interested in doing it. So they there's this, the there's this, that's it. It's, and you it's love the love job. of, yeah. you know, that's, so that's, so if you want to meet some passionate people about it and you don't have to have had any experience, you can well, get involved. People you aren't going to be persistent unless they actually love it. Like, exactly. The, the, exactly right. The fact so, it's so hard kind of weeds out all the the bludges. Yeah. Straight, you know. Yep. So absolutely. So don't don't feel like you have to go and get a drama degree before you can do some performing arts. Get out there, have a look, search on the internet. You can find there will be a local theatre group that's doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. If you want to take it further, sure. Heaps of opportunities for for getting you know some proper professional drama training and and going from there. Um, but lots of opportunities, and and that's the best way to get involved is mm-hmm. just to find out about what's happening in your area. Um, do some theatre and you'll pretty soon find that years have gone by and you're like oh I've been doing theatre this whole time how did, <laughs> how did that happen um, <laughs> um, but that'd be the best way to get involved I think oh I can definitely agree with that make sure you have a good origin story though oh, oh yes. yeah, sure <laughs> okay well finally where can people find details such as booking links and, and other details about the cast and everything where can people look and when's the show on <laughs> I know this because I'm directing it everyone but, take um, it out the fly the <laughs> tickets are available at adelaidefringe.com.au and they are available right now right now Indeed. you can grab some of them and the show's on from the 16th to the 18th for previews uh, at 8 o'clock oh, what at... month is that Josh oh, that's in February <laughs> and what year uh, that would be 2016 Woo! we're talking ah. about the future here people future uh, the future is coming. Yeah. Uh, the preview shows are only $13, I believe. Bargain. Yeah. Book them right now. Like and then the... Yeah. When's, when are we doing the rest of the shows? 19th to the 28th of February, 2016, and those will be at 8 p.m. And those tickets are $15. Still a bargain. Still a bargain. Still a bargain. There are 12 <laughs> actors on stage, literally hundreds of sound effects. In a fantastic uh, That's story. worth the price of the ticket exactly. alone. The yeah. amount of hours I've spent on the sound effects is worth the price of it. <laughs> anyway, but beyond that, if, if you want more information, jump onto the website, iStationLive.com. Uh, there will be more information about the show. There will be some videos and things. There will be some exciting things happening. So that's probably the best place to go. Uh, well, thank you all very much for your time today. And I do encourage people to check out the show. But then again, I'm not that objective on this one. So. <laughs> We also encourage the same thing. Yes, oh, wait, I second we're, that. We're not very objective either. Mm. I think it would be a good life choice. Yeah. Yeah. Though you are probably contractually obliged to say that. Um, well, you made me sign it, Benjamin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say it anyway. Just thinking, we should also mention, this is actually going to be, as we talked before, recorded in the studio mm-hmm. um, and then put online mm-hmm. so that you can get a copy of... Buy, buy a copy. I will just ah, okay. buy a copy. Well, you can obtain a copy. Um, Purchase, I believe. Through, through legal or other methods. Um, <laughs> it's a term. A term. Um, but that will be uh, post Adelaide Fringe. So that will be uh, a couple of months after. Mm-hmm. So if you can't, like if you, if you can't get to the Adelaide Fringe, if you're nowhere near Adelaide, I mean, I'd encourage you to come to Adelaide and experience the Adelaide Fringe anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you can't get to uh, the Adelaide Fringe and see it live, uh, definitely check out, uh, look out for the recordings. Um, it will be the same cast, same sound effects. It'll be the same experience, we hope. Um, and they will be available for purchase through most popular methods. Um, and, and also, if it is successful enough, we're going to keep doing the books. This is true. Mm, that's, yeah. that's the We're plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll finish, Can't wait till we get to Hell Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so I guess we should also say, if you like what you hear as well, um, to keep this project going, 
we need you to show your support as well. Um, so if you if you like what you're hearing, jump on, buy the recordings, come see the show. On that note, thank you. I was contractually <laughs> obliged to do that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all very much for joining me today. And thank you, Benjamin. Said, it's thank a pleasure. Yeah, thanks. Let's do it again sometime. Podcasting is fun. <laughs> <laughs> That was the hugely talented cast of Matthew Riley's Ice Station Live joining me. I am directing and also performing in that show, and you can check out the details. There's a link to the Ice Station Live website in the show notes for this podcast or on the onstage section of this website. There are also some details. And as we said, you can get some tickets right now, and I really do encourage you to. Those people are fantastically talented, and it's a joy to work with them uh, and, and the biscuits. Um, now, there are some new film reviews out on the website right now, thanks to Palace Nova Cinemas and Universal Entertainment. You can check those out, as well as a summary of the best and worst in cinema of 2015. Well, until the new year, I've been your host, Benjamin Mamiko. I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. I hope you have a wonderful new year, and we'll be back sometime in early 2016. I've been your host, Benjamin Mamiko. See you then.